happens. You know, it's not somebody standing somewhere and shouting. So it's not like a lion standing somewhere and uh, uh, worrying that to say that, oh, lion is the king of the... It's not, you know, we say all those things, but those that really matter are the people that, they, they don't talk much, the snakes, they don't talk much. But they are, they are, they are, they are, they are successful and they are feared. They are everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere you go. The lion is everywhere. The snake is everywhere. So the snake is, has multiplied and flourished. And it is able to function everywhere in the world. You mentioned that one too. You know. And you also talked about the fact that they are able to be at peace even at a place where they are hated. Remember we talked about that. That the ability to live in peace with people that you know, you know that they fear, the, the people that you know that they hate you is, is, is learning from the wisdom of the snake. The snake knows that it's the most hated animal on it. And I give the example that if we see a snake here, all of us will leave. That's the first thing. And the second one, the men <laughs> will go and bring stones and, and sticks. And yes, the snake knows that, but it's able to live comfortably with you. For, you might not even know that it's there. And that's something that we should, should be able to learn. Because actually, it's not everywhere that you go that you be loved. So you should be able to live peacefully irrespective of the circumstance. He said, if the snake knows, because the snake is not loved anywhere. I don't know which part of the world that snake. There are only few places. Yeah, India, Bangladesh, you know, there are some few places that they like snakes. You know, but generally, they are not liked. But they flourish everywhere. You get it? So, you not being liked, you not make, you know some people say like, oh, I'm, I'm hated, I'm this, and you, and you are going about, even the hatred, you are using it as, as a, it's like you are proud that you are hated. And you are showing it, you are frowning, everybody knows that you are, you, you are not happy. No! It's, behave normally. Amen. Even though you are hated. You get it? Uh-huh. And you also talked about their contentment. Their contentment. And I said that some snakes can eat once every six months, and they are fine. Yeah, you should be content. Amen. You should be content. If you are not content, and I said last week that discontentment will make you wait for things that God wants to withhold from you. You get it? There are some things that God knows that once you get it, it's the end of your life. But because you are not content, you are going for the things that is actually going to end your life. And you also said that the snakes are also, they are able to adapt to the ever-modernizing world. You know, some animals are going extinct as the world is changing. Now we are seeing that climate change is this, that some animals are dying, the polar bear, because there is not that cold. No, the snake, as it's changing, it's also adapting. And I was saying that all of us should be able to adapt to the seasons of our lives. As, you know, when, you know Paul said that I, I, in every state that I find myself, I've learned to be content. Whether, you know, if, if I'm hungry, you know, there are some people when they're hungry, everybody knows that they're hungry. There's face and everything. Please, whether you're happy, or not. Let's not even you get it. So we should learn from the snake. But today I think this is the most important reason why the snake is considered wise. And it's just one point and we will talk about it. Then we'll be out of here. And that point is that they are masters of inner power. Inner power. And you know the inner power of the snake? The venom. You know what venom is? Do you know what venom is? Venom is actually they are saliva. Every living organism, or every mama, let me put it that way, has some level of saliva. But the snake has a different kind of saliva. You know? And 
is because of that power that the snake is feared. It's not because the snake is. After all, we, we talked about it. Whoever made us understand that uh, there's a lot of disadvantages of the snake. The snake. Have you seen a snake walking before using legs? No. The snake actually. Most snakes are blind. The snake is always on the floor. But the, that inner power that the snake has is the venom. You get it. And we. So that is their power that they walk with. And. For us as Christians too, we are supposed to have inner power. You get it? You see, I was, I was reading about the, how the snakes, there's venom inside them and human beings should not have. You say, and some people, like the, the scientists that I read were trying to explain that it is the right combination of certain enzymes that they alone have that makes them have that inner strength. Can you imagine a snake a cobra that the inner power is just normal saliva. It's just dead. Because that's the only thing that will be able to keep the snake going. You get it? And we as Christians too, we need to have that inner power. You see, that inner power. Mark chapter 7, 20 to 23. Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. I'm relying on you today, so please. Okay. And he said, what comes out of a man that defiles a man? For from within, take note, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, theft, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile a man. Amen. You see, all those things, can if you can get back to the 20, 20, 20. So Jesus was telling them that, you see, what actually defiles a man is not the action that the man does. What defiles a man is what is within. What is within? What is, what is, ask your neighbor, what is within your heart? <laughs> Easy. Today we are going to talk about heart matters. What is within? What is within? And today it's going to be surgery for all of us. So, what is, what, what is within your heart? Because the verse 21, please try and be fast for me. Say, for from within, out of the heart, proceed evil thoughts. You see, so the, the, the power, he said, what is within the man is what defiles the man. So, it's either what is within you is defiling you or it is empowering you. You get it? It's two sides. The inner power that we are talking about today. Because you see, what is, if what is within you is evil thoughts, you put Holy Spirit on evil thoughts, it will not work. You, you get what I'm saying? What I'm trying to say is that if what is within you is not right, that's why some of us, is like we've been trying, because you see, you have hatred in your heart, and it is defiling you, it is weakening you. You know, I mean, my, my science, like as I said in the first, it's not that good, but I know there are a lot of sicknesses that is due to what is within you. A lot of sickness. Like one of them is envy. 
and hatred. It can easily cause, what are some of the sicknesses? Doctor, please help me. High blood pressure, hypertension, and what again? Huh? Oh. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you see, what is within? What is within? Because even, even, even like, let's put aside the spirit issues and everything. You see that sometimes you, can, you hit somebody to the extent when you see the person, you start to shake. Have you seen that before? Yeah. So you see that even physically, it is weakening you. How much more? The, you, you are dead. You get it? So what is within? You see, Jesus, you see, because the thing that he said, the first one is that evil thought. As you are sitting there, nicely dressed like that, the thoughts in your head, hey, the thoughts. How are you doing? <laughs> the 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 thought. Mercy. Adulteries, adultery is not redeemed. Fornications is not redeemed. Medicines are not redeemed. But you see, that's where it starts. Nobody ever said that, oh, I was there and I committed fornication. I was surprised. You are not surprised. You see, that thing, that thing. <laughs> it, it started. Everything starts from here. Then it starts to move. Medis. The next one. Theft. Covetousness. Wickedness. Deceit. Evil eye. It's from here on. You see, as I when I started, I said it is the right combinations of enzymes that makes the venom. The right combination. So if let's say it should be 20, 30, 40, and it becomes 5, 2, 3, you it cannot be venom. It is the right combination. So you see, as Christian, our power, our authority, even before the Holy Spirit comes in, it has to be the right combination. See, what is within our heart? It is not what everybody sees. Because that's what the enemy has been able to successfully do. To shift our attention from building ourselves from within and concentrating on pleasing people. So once everybody is happy with me, that, oh, Sam is good, looking good, he's a good guy, and hypocrisy. The enemy is happy. Because he knows that he has got, you are weak, but in the face of everybody, you are strong. But you know you are not. So, it is here. What is within? Today, we are, I said we are talking about heart matters. Amen. Amen. So, we are talking about the inner power. The snake has mastered it. Matthew chapter 23, 27 and 28. Matthew chapter 23, 27 and 28. So Jesus is talking to the pastors. Then he tells them, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed what? tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanliness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside, but inside. See, 
tell your neighbor inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. You see, so Jesus was telling them that you Pharisees and scribes and pastors, you are like whitewashed tombs. On the outside, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, thank you this morning. Hallelujah. 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 But you are a whitewashed tomb. On the outside, it looks powerful. But on the inside, is what dead men's bones. So, it's not surprising that when you say in the name of Jesus, it carries no power. We are whitewashed tombs. There is no power inside. You get it. You remember what Jesus said? He said, if you are going to give an offering and you have an issue with somebody, go and settle it before you come. What was Jesus trying to say? He was trying to say that it is not what you are doing. You remember the other time two people gave to or gave offering. This man brought huge offering. The other man, the, the, the widow brought small offering. Jesus said that this lady has done more than that. I wish, was Jesus trying to say that we should not give good offering? No. He was trying to say that what is the motive? You see, and that is the, the difference between God and any other person. Anytime you are doing something for God, God is looking at what is the reason why you are doing it? What is the motive for the thing that you are doing? You get it. So today you have to ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Because actually for there to be power, for there to be effectiveness in anything, the motives must be right. You know, for work, you can be angry and go to work. No one cares. As far as the work is being done, that is the most important thing. But when it comes to serving God and living for God, the motive is the most important thing. You, are, you, you see that you are angry today. You, 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 you slept like 4 a.m. You have to wake up 8 and go to work. You have to. And actually, your boss does not even care about your demeanor, whether you are angry or not. But when it comes to serving God, the most important thing is what is within. Because God wants a holistic serving. You see, God, you know, like, you know some people are at work, but actually, their spirit is in the house. Because they are not happy at what they are doing. But for God, when you are coming to serve him, he wants you to bring everything and come and serve him. You get this? And that is what is developing our inner power. You get it? Because, you know, sometimes as Christians, sometimes we just want to use the Holy Spirit and say, that, oh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. But you see, even with the Holy Spirit, it needs a willing heart. I don't know whether you get it. The, Holy, the, the coming of the Holy Spirit will not, it's not neutralizing everything, no. Because the Holy Spirit is just coming to enhance what is there. What, what, what is available. What, what is there. It is coming to enhance it. Once the heart is availed, the heart is available, the Holy Spirit can use it. But once it is not available, it will not work. You get it? You remember when Jesus went to his hometown? Ah, but this guy, is he not the carpenter's son, blah, blah, blah. Because of their heart and the way they were behaving, even Jesus... Hmm, it could not work. So you see that actually the power that we carry within, you, you, you underestimate it, but the effect on our growth is tremendous. It's tremendous. You get it? Yeah. How effective your prayer will be depends from within. You get it? How effective you become as a Christian depends from within. Because, it's, it, because you see, if it's not from within, it is fake. 
and it will not be na- it will not be how it's supposed to be and it, it's just a matter of time but once it's coming from a very good place you know how the snake can be there even though but once it throws the venom it will weaken it will weaken everything that's coming most of us things come and we, we are just ensnared by a lot of things because we don't have inner power we are not able to cast our venom out to cure all forms of things, negative things that is coming to us that is not working. Because our venom is not venom at all. The thing comes and just take over us. Yes, yes, come. Just take over, just take over, just take over. Because you cannot take over the snake like that. The snake will just throw the venom. And sometimes it throws the venom, it's like it will weaken you. You get it? It will weaken you then suddenly. But what venom do you ask yourself, not ask anybody? What venom do you carry? And what venom do I also carry? That empowers us as Christians. And just as we talked about all those negative things, there are also positive venoms. Love is one of them. Grace is one of them. Sacrifice. You know when Jesus came on earth, there were powerful people on earth. Pilate was powerful. Julius Caesar and all those guys, that Augustus Caesar was around when Jesus was around. All those people were very powerful people. They lived in powerful places. But Jesus came with a different venom and a different power. And his power was the power of love. You see? His power was the power of sacrifice. And he looked very ordinary among them. But 2,000 years later, it is his power of love, his power of sacrifice, his power of obedience that is existing. The Roman Empire is not even there. More so for us to even to be remembering Augustus Caesar and all those things. So it's that power. You get it? That's why I was telling last week that you see, for, you, for your ability to even get somebody who does not like you to, it is the power of love that will change the person. Because if the person hates you and you also hate the person, <laughs> it will not work. You get it? Yeah. And because of that inner power that Jesus had, he was able to change the world. And the Bible says the fruits of the Spirit is what? Love. So the fruit of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit gives, one of them is love, joy, peace. Those are the powers that you and I are supposed to carry. Are you here? Are we here? Seems the place is very quiet. Okay. I want us to look at two things that will help us to develop our inner power. Just two. Mm. And the first one is that develop a regular quiet time. Do you know what a quiet time is? Oh, do you know what a quiet time is? What's a quiet time? I'm asking, what's a quiet time? It's a trap. <laughs> Amen. So quiet time is the time that you set aside every day, not every other day, not every week, not every month, not every other year, that you set aside to commune with God. You do some prayer and you do some word. Hope you all know what it is now. Hope you, hope you all know what it is now. Yeah, You knew already, but it was a trap. Eh? 
one of the ways of you developing, because you see, if there is nothing that you, 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 you draw from, something will obviously be put into you. It is better for you to control what comes into you than for other things to come without you knowing. Because whether you like it or not, for things it will come. But it is good. You know, it's like you go to the restaurant and say, I want this, I want that, I want that. Rather than the, the person can say, eat this. That's how sometimes it happens in our work on earth. Because sometimes we don't choose what is supposed to come into our hearts and our spirits. Because during quiet time, you are choosing that today, this is what I want. I've learned about, I've learned about the love of God. I've chosen that this is what I want. You don't do anything like that. You, you start working through the day, and some people start dropping things into your spirit like that. You did not choose. And it is weakening you. You get it? Yeah. So you develop your, one of the ways is to develop a regular quiet time. And during the quiet time, you develop the most important relationship of your life. You see, the most important relationship that you can ever develop is your relationship with God. You see, and I've not seen any relationship that the people don't talk. So, oh, this person is my best friend. I asked you, when was the last time you talked to him? <laughs> Three months ago. Are you sure you are best friends? No, you are not. So the quiet time is the time that you develop the most important relationship in your life. Amen. And the quiet time is the time that you read the most important book of all time, which is the Bible. You get it? It is the time that you read. So basically, it is about setting up a time, whether 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 45 minutes, one hour, every day, a particular time that you say that, oh, I'm using this time, I'll be praying, and I'll also read the scriptures. Amen. And the quiet time is also something that a lot of great men, like Jesus did. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, Psalm 63, verse 1. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Now in the morning, this is Jesus. Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. You see? Jesus, the Son of God, was practicing quiet time. Jesus. He is the Word. You know, the John chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and nothing was made without him. That was, see, he himself developed quiet time. How much more we that we are not even the Word? The word was reading the word and developing himself. How much more you and I that even when we are developing, we are still having issues. <laughs> you get it? So Jesus had quiet time. Psalm 63, David, verse 1. Oh God, you are my God. Early, 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 early will I seek you. My soul tests for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and a testy land where there is no water. Verse 6. When I remember you in my bed, I, med I meditate on you in the night watches. What do you remember on your bed? <laughs> what do you remember on your bed? <laughs> Amen. So David said, early will I seek you. Early. 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 
and a daily quiet time will burn unwanted things. See, will burn unwanted. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 14. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 14. A daily quiet time. A daily quiet time. Say, a daily quiet time. Therefore, that says the Lord, God of hosts, because you speak this word, behold, I'll make my words in your mouth fire, and these people would, and they shall devour them. Amen. You see, the Bible is so potent that when it's changing you, you are not even seeing it. You get it? So you are reading the Bible, and it's talking about love. First Corinthians chapter 13 said, love is patient. You might not even hear anything at all. And that's your verse for the day. Love is patient. And you, you don't have patience at all. You can't even wait. You are age. You, you see, just when the person starts to give you some words, in your, you, are, you are boiling to reply. In you, you are boiling to reply. But that day you learn that love is patient. And as you are going to the day, it's ringing in your ear. Love is patient. Love is patient. Love is patient. You'll be surprised. Hey, me, today, somebody said this, and I did not even reply. It has, it has, it has, it is burning certain things in you. You get it? Because, you see, if you don't learn it from the Bible, you learn it from somewhere else. As to where you are learning it from, whether it is good for you or not. You get it? Yeah, so, developing yourself and a daily quiet time exposes you to regular spiritual food. Just as you take breakfast, you take lunch. Some people take brunch, lunch. Is it brunch before lunch or lunch before brunch? Brunch before lunch, okay. Then you take supper, then you take whatever. The Bible too prepares you for spiritual food. In First Peter chapter 2, verse 2, it says, his word is what? He said, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you grow. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, the bread, the bread of life. The bread of life. The bread of life. Man shall not live by bread alone. You get it? There's a bread that you need. And that is the word of God. And it also gives you the opportunity to pray. Some of us will go through a week without praying. Some of us, the only time we pray is when we come to church that we do 15 minutes opening prayer. And even that, you come late. So you don't pray that 15 minutes prayer. So you go the whole week without prayer. Then you come the following week without prayer. And you come it doesn't work that way. One way of developing yourself spiritually is praying. And one opportunity that gives you the chance to, because you see, there are levels of relationship. If we are all here, we are developing a relationship, but it is not as tight as one-on-one relationship. You get it? If I have a one-on-one relationship, we can talk about deep things. Yeah, I can talk about deep things. I can say certain things. You get it? There are some places you can, you can open up and flow. With God, you can. One-on-one. You can open up and what? And flow with God. So, the quiet, I, how many of us will do it from today? I'm recommending it for every one of us. Hey, it's like some people are still not convinced. <laughs> you see, I'm rec- and you see, the thing is, it has to be, the word is consistency. Consistency. Because let's be frank with ourselves, we waste a lot of time on a lot of unnecessary things. How many hours on Facebook? How many hours on YouTube? How many hours on Twitter? How many hours chatting with friends? How many hours 
Then God says, give me 20 minutes of 24 hours. 30 minutes of 24 hours. You'll be surprised the change. Because the, the place that you've been looking at the change, it is not where the change is coming from. You get it? We are copying from some people that they themselves, they are confused. Yeah. They themselves, they, they are not even able to see the alpha and omega of their life. And we are, we, it's like they are our room. Sometimes when you see some people's room models, it's surprising. The best room model is God. And he has given us a beautiful Bible that you can learn from. It is not enough coming to church. That's what I'm trying to say. Because two hours, 24 hours times seven, how many is that, the science students? A week, you have so many hours, and you give God two hours, and you think it's okay. Oh. No. So the, 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 the daily quiet time affords you an opportunity to always be in communion with him. Amen. Amen. Tell your brother from today, I'm, I'll, I'll start quiet time. I'll start. You see? And it's better you do it in the morning too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's better you do it in the morning. People do quiet time, but for different things. So. Some people, when they wake up in the morning, they read some inspirational thing to get their spirit up. It's like they get it. They read some powerful quotes. You know, they read some powerful quotes. The race is not won by those. You know, some, some, some quotes. It's good. But remember, man is made up of a body, a soul, and a spirit. It is the Bible that feeds all the three. The, I don't know of any book in the Bible, any book in the world that feeds, that, that feeds all... No. No, no. It, you know, the Bible provides a balanced diet. You know, we learned balanced diet. A little bit of carbohydrate, a little bit of protein, a little bit of vitamins, a little bit of this. Don't be a half-baked bread. Have you seen a half-baked bread before? Will you eat it? It's like this top is well bit. The down is. Yeah. Yeah, you get it. And you see, the world has gradually, gradually defined success for us. So we see celebrities who are successful in their music career, but their private life is a mess. And we still consider them successful. So you see that, oh, so if, I, and this is my role model, but he or she, successful this way, but the rest is, oh, me too, even if I have that. Is that what we want? See, the word has gradually, is, you see, and that's why I was talking about inner power, because the word is gradually diffusing what we call inner power. And it's like, it's become very normal. You get it? Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. After all, who is a role model? You get it? The Bible will help you sort out certain issues. You see, the issues that the Bible will help you sort out Probably the pastor might not even speak about it. Because the truth is, God knows you more than the pastor. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. And the second one that I want to talk about, then we are out of here. So the first one is what? Develop a regular quiet time. Building your inner life. And the second one is that protect or guard your heart from contamination. Protect or guard your heart from contamination. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues 
of life. Can you give me the message version to keep your heart from all diligence, with all diligence from out of it? That's okay. Keep a vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Hey, amen. So then, King James, the new King James is that guard your heart with all the you see. The most protected places on earth is where treasures are. If the place is, your house is not as protected as where the prime minister stays, because you are not the prime minister. You know that. Your house, my house, is not protected. There's no secret agent there. There's no police there, because it's just us that stay there. So the Bible is saying that guard your heart. Guard your heart. You know, as I was preparing this, I decided to find out some places on earth that is the most guarded places. And I found four. The first one I found was Fort Knox. It's in America. And it's where the American monetary, their money is kept. And they have a lot of gold there. It's the most protected place on it because there's money. You get it? Yes. And the second place is Area 51. That one too is security and all their secret uh, investigations. So that one too. The third place is the Vatican Secret Service. The Vatican Secret Archives. So all the old history of the Roman, Ch- Roman Catholic Church and all that. And the fourth place is the White House. See, all these places are very, very important places. So when the Bible says, guard your heart, what the Bible is saying is that your heart is where a lot of issues comes from. So guard it. You get it? Because, hmm, you know, some, you know, there are some things that it is better to guard from it happening before. Because some of them, when it happens, it is not easy to recover. So it's better to guard yourself before the thing happens. You get it? So we protect, we have to protect our heart because that is the source of issues. issues. You get it? And it influences everything we do. What heart, what kind of heart are you using to do what you are doing? So the Bible is saying, guard your heart. Guide it. It's like, you get it. <laughs> and that is where life of everything begins. Life of everything. Life of your friendship. Life of hate. Life of envy. That's where it begins. In your heart. It's, it's not the action. See, that, you know, some people are surprised when they begin to manifest certain ways. Don't be. Because it has been brooding in your heart for a very long time. It is just manifesting for you to see that actually I am there. You get it? Mm-hmm. And actually too, there are treasures that are found there. Type, you know, there are certain kind of heart that you should not have. A, a, a rebellious heart. <laughs> you know a rebellious heart. A heart that resists everything. A hardened heart. You know, God told Moses that I'll harden the heart of what? Pharaoh. So that he will not let you go. A hardened. You know, when, when you are there and you say, that, hey, is it, why is it that now it's like everything is it's like I've made my mind. Whatever anybody says, it doesn't matter. Hardened. Hey, it's like your heart is a proud heart. A proud heart. You know, some people, they will not talk much, but their heart is very proud. A darkened heart. A darkened, you know, a heart that is dark. 
Romans chapter 1, verse 21. A darkened heart. That is the type of heart that we are seeing a lot in our days. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Darkened. This is actually the source of a lot of people of atheism and all the darkened hearts. It's not, they are, you know some people, you see that it is not actually what they are exposing. Oh, I don't believe because of A, B, and C. It is the heart matter that is making you say certain things. Because sometimes you, it, 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 it is the heart. Then now you have to get things to explain why you are behaving the way you are behaving. You get it? If you go behind a lot of people that stop doing, like for instance, somebody is very committed in church and the person stops doing it or the person stops church or whatever. You talk to the person, oh, why? What happened? The person will start to give you reason. Oh, now I am doing this. That's why I'm able to. No. The reason is the heart. But you see, that is like a foundation. So like we have to build something on it and make explain that to other people so that that one becomes like, oh, that is the reason for the thing. But that is not the reason. The reason for the thing is the heart. Amen. Today the heart... And today it's like I, we are doing a heart surgery. Amen. <laughs> Obviously, today is an unbelieving heart. But these are the kind of heart that you I want you to have. I'm just ending. A forgiving heart. A forgiving heart. A forgiving. I think that's the kind of heart that all of us should have. A forgiving heart. Because for for hurt and for stepping on your toes every now and then, it is going to happen. Like, we are all humans, even in church. If you don't have a forgiving heart, you hold a lot of grudges against a lot of people. Because some people will offend you without even knowing that they've offended you. you get and as the person is dancing in church, and in your heart, <laughs> you, want, you, want, you want something very bad, something bad will not happen to the person. <laughs> you know, when you, if, you, if you have an unforgiving heart, the person will be going, he said, how I wish that tender would strike. Hey, you see, you'll be thinking absurd things just because your heart, you don't, you don't have a forgiving heart. Amen. And you must have a pure heart. A pure heart. Proverbs, Psalm 24, verse 4. Psalm 24, verse 4. He who has a clean hand, a pure heart. This is what God needs, the person that must be able to come to him. Who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully? A pure heart, a pure heart, a pure heart, a pure heart, pure, free from contaminations. You get it? A pure, a pure. You know, when you are doing something from a pure, a pure heart, you are always settled in your spirit, and like you, 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 you are, you enjoy life. It's like you are, you are, you are okay with people. Sometimes, you know, even though you are doing it for the person, but in your heart it's not from a pure place, so you are not really benefiting. But you should have a pure, you know, and you should have an upright heart. Upright heart. A living heart. Some people's heart is like it's as if it's dead. The living heart will make you feel, you are sensitive to certain things. You get it. And a new heart. Ezekiel chapter 18, 30 and 32. Ezekiel 18, 30 to 32. 
Therefore, I will judge you, O, e, o house of Israel, everyone according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from your tra- transgressions so that iniquity will not be, f- be your real. Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed and get yourself a new heart and a new spirit. For why should you die, O house of Israel? Get a new heart, a new heart, a new heart. So the other day, David said that, cast me not away from your presence. And we knew what? The right spirit or the right heart within me. You get it? So everything that we are doing, is it from a right place? Are you being forced to do it or you are doing it from the right heart? And the last one I want to talk about is a flowing heart. A flowing heart. A heart that flows. You know, a a flowing heart does not criticize a lot. You know, there are some people that anything that you put on the table, there's an issue with it. They, They are not able to flow. Not able to flow. It's like, you can't flow with people. You have, ob- you have reservations about everything. It's like, so such people are also very difficult people, obviously. Because it's like, people, anytime somebody wants to come to you and talk to you, the person has to sit down, think through what he's saying, correct every mistake, try, and even with that, you will still find mistake with it. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't have, f- and, and you know, people that have flowing hearts are very lively people. You get it. That's the kind of person that you want to be. And these are some of the things that will ensure that you are built powerfully and your inner strength, that inner power that I have been talking about, will be there. So you want to assess yourself from today that as a Christian, am I having the right heart? 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 And if not too, just as God said that I'll give the people new heart, God can give you a new heart. God can give you a fresh start. A fresh start. Because you cannot serve God with that kind of heart. You get it? It's like you are, you are, with, you are with them, but you are not with them. You remember the story when Moses brother Aaron and his sister. What is it? Moses' sister? Miriam. They were following his brother, but in their hearts they also have their own reservations. So they, 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 God said, Moses should do something. Is it only Moses that can do this thing? We too, we are men of God. We too, we are, we are powerful people. And God told them, hey, please be careful. Because the person that you are dealing with among all men is the most meekest. Because, see, God knew the heart. See, as we are all here, if you ask my observation about everybody, I can say that, oh, this person is this, this person, but it's not my observation that matters. Mine, <laughs> it doesn't change. It is God's observation. So God told them, I see, Moses, eh? He's, even though he does this, he does that, he gets angry here, he gets angry there, don't get it mistaken. I know his heart, and I know that he's the most meekest. Can God say that about me? <laughs> Can God say that about you? And that's why he yields a certain level of power. 
It's not, it's not because of, because God wants a contrite heart, a clean spirit to use. And I pray that you avail yourself so that you also have that inner venom so that your growth spiritually will also be something that the Holy Spirit can work on and use. Amen.